out so we can sort of like lead in. Oh right. yeah, yeah, it's cool. Let's just have it on and then we can start. I see what you mean. You've got like you're like projecting like it's drama school. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From the diaphragm. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, don't delete my notes. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Wait, recently. Okay, it's in the. No, 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 no. It's fine. Oh. I've got them. Recently deleted. That's oh, that's amazing. To have that set that. Fucking hell! <laughs> it's like record and go delete. Because this is like all of my this is all of my joke notes as well. <laughs> what jokes? This is your, this is your like your <laughs> ledger. This is your kind. This of, is my because I I my handwriting is, is so awful I can't read it back. Like uh, yeah, oh yeah, twenty first century. I mean, these are like uh, one of these. Some of them I've written down like in my sleep, and I've looked at them the next day, and one of them just said like <laughs> chairs. Who sits in them? <laughs> it was like what did, what was the premise of that? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Paul Wilson. I'm here with Liam Dempsey and Matt Brothers. Hello. Yes, this is the latest edition of Spotlight, and today we're talking about the 12th instalment of the franchise, Star Trek The Darkness. Controversial film. Would anybody agree with that? Oh, I would agree. We'll find out why later in the podcast. Okay. As I'd like to introduce Rebecca Shawsall, who's our guest today. Hello. Hello, Rebecca. Hi. A second woman on the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm the second? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's Last right. Last ceiling broken, right? <laughs> <laughs> Truly smashed. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Rebecca, just tell us a bit about yourself. I understand you are a stand-up comedian. I understand this because I went and saw you. That's, that's true. That's how we met. That's true. Um, I am I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I also write clickbaity listicles for websites. That's another way I earn money. Yeah. What is that? Explain. Uh, I work for Ranker and I write like, you know, the top 10 things about the 90s, the blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know this. Yeah, no, this is how I'm earning money. <laughs> this, is, this is the 21st century. Well, I mean, it's already the 21st century. The 500 Days of Summer, where they have the main character do the greeting cards and that's mm. his job. It feels like a, quite a, a modern romantic comedy impression of a job. But it actually exists. It exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. And you're doing it. You're living the life. Yeah. yeah. No Joseph Gordon-Levitt's on the horizon, no. No, well, I, I find him very annoying. Very annoying. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah, he's, he's such a tryhard. Yeah, he's such a charmer. <laughs> no, he reminds me of all those drama school kids like I went to school with, and they were, they were ones you kind of had to like, hide the musical instruments from at a house party. <laughs> So I, I, like, I what song same... from Wicked do you want to hear me sing tonight? <laughs> I had the same thing about um, the, the uh, James Franco. I thought you were going to yeah. say Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Franco. Like, he's <laughs> definitely one as well. Yeah. <laughs> Any musical theatre star or star. Yeah. Despise. <laughs> Something about this show is basically seeing Star Trek films from a non Trekky perspective. Um, yeah. And would you say you fit the bill of a non Trekky perspective? Definitely. Definitely. So we talk with all our guests about what their Star Trek credentials are coming into it. What have you seen, if anything, prior to watching Star Trek Into Darkness? Uh, I saw the first J.J. Abrams movie, yeah. yeah, and I liked that one a lot. Like I thought it was really fun. We raved about it last Super month. Good. Yeah, like it's a yeah. really fun yeah. movie. I saw that in the cinema. I haven't seen it since, but yeah. uh, I really enjoyed it. So I thought I was going to enjoy this one. Yeah, because that was 
nine years ago, maybe, isn't it? Yeah, so it's yeah, kind of like you, was this one? This is 2012, so yeah, it's 2013. The oh, first JJ yeah. one was 2009, so yeah. eight years. Oh, ago. quite a gap, actually. Yeah, so but we had the same question last time with our last guest to say, you know, so complete non trek he went to Star Trek, really loved it, but didn't go out and buy a ticket for the second one. No, you know, it just it goes past you by until. Yesterday. Well, it's been, yeah. <laughs> for one thing, I think, I mean, when you bring up 2009 to what, 2013, did you yeah. say? That's too long of a gap, right? I totally agree that it was, it missed. It was like, kind of yeah, like, they, they, strike with the was yeah, were they not sure whether it was going to happen for a while or something? Really? Did it just get, or it just got tied up with Friday or something? Because yeah. it was a big old hit. Well, I know like, there was, yeah, I know like, there was uh, something uh, about maybe getting the whole cast back on schedules. No, no, it was like a four-year gap, it's pretty big. But the schedules, but also, you know, it's... They were tied to a picture deal. I think you're going to be sort of taking on a role like Uhura. It's like you've signed your life away. You will be Uhura till they stop making these films. You're yeah. too old or dead. Well, Zoe Saldana's not actually doing that much. I don't mm. think she was the one that they were like, we have to get, oh, it's so hard to pin down. <laughs> yeah, in. apart from getting into all kinds of horrible online controversies about colorism and stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, what was the last thing, well. what was it? The last thing she did was donned like a fake nose to play Nina Simone. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like yeah, if she's not uh, green or blue in something, she's not quite like... Oh, she, yeah, she did Avatar, else. didn't she? Yeah, oh, yeah, Avatar. and fucking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, of She's resident space I stand girl. corrected, actually. <laughs> she's had a pretty uh, chock block career. Sci-fi has done her well I think she can go at any convention the rest of her life and Lumbiana yes. was the only one where she did it under her own name and it wasn't quite a hit was it I mean no. it's, it's sort of again about four years before you know women led action films have become a a thing now you true know, yeah. they really want to kind of push as the tenopole when it's finally proven with Wonder Woman that that's a bangable thing so she was leading the charge off the back of this I would say for that maybe want to revisit yeah. we'll never know like, I don't know I think there's a lot of stuff that's taken the place like there's yeah. this Charlize Theron movie coming out Atomic, Atomic Blonde, Blonde. I so want to see that yeah, yeah that's incredible directed oh. by the John Wick guy yeah yeah, yeah the one John Wick the, guy one of them yeah yeah, mm. yeah that's great but we're not here to talk about Atomic right, Blonde we're yeah. here to talk about Star Trek into darkness so mm. rebecca you gave a slight spoiler i would say uh, a couple of minutes ago um about uh, how much you enjoyed this yeah so being uh usually we turn to matt at this point as our car star trek novice to ask his opinion but we've caught up to what i've seen now so. yeah exactly <laughs> so what did you think of this film first impressions first imp- i was like Going into it, I was like, this is going to be fun. You know, the first one was fun. And then, like, within 20 minutes, I was like, I just want this. Why is this so long? (laughs) This is too much. The thing is, it feels incredibly frenetic, but also so slow at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I can see what you're saying, actually. It's it's funny, because you did actually mention the fact that it's like, oh, this is really long. And in my head, I was like, I don't think this is... It's that long film, and I actually watched it, rewatched it because I saw it at the cinema this morning, um, and I didn't leave myself enough time because I thought it was shorter than it was. You think and it's going to be ninety down, minutes? And I was like, oh no, two hours twelve minutes. Like, uh, so, but this is a thing that we were talking about of blockbuster movies these days are always longer. Mm. They're always pushing over two hours. Uh, and it's when outstays it's welcome. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. We're thinking about There's it. always that third act bloat where you're just yeah. kind of like, we could have wrapped this well, up this a while ago. Mm. A common complaint of a lot of the Marvel films, but it seems to not bother the that's, rest of the planet yeah. other than me. <laughs> I said that's what I think about superhero movies. Yeah. I don't. I think they're too long. Yeah. I think, you know, even the one of them, I felt like their last battle was so long. I, I haven't I seen it I fell asleep a bit. In the, the uh, I mean, yeah, yeah the... the 
main failing in one of them is that last battle kind of thing, like, you know, but I, but I even, did like it, Smash the Patriarchy. But, but 2013, <laughs> this is, is this, where is this when Marvel's coming out? So there's... But this was the year of Iron Man 3 and Thor 2. So the second Thor. Yes. Is it post-Avengers? Yes, yeah. post-Avengers. So, so basically you're getting into the 150 minute run times and that's mm-hmm. just what people accept is now, you know... Standard. Plus, you've got to stay for the credits to see yeah. if there's an extra yeah, scene yeah. and all that extra, bullshit. Extra 20 minutes of credits oh, yeah. still work your way Also, through. the same year as the third Transformers, I think, which oh. was one of the longest ones. The fact that they had to say recently the fifth one that's come out is like the shortest since the first, I and think. It's, it's, it's about 120 minutes, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still two hours. That's too long for yeah. any movie. Yeah, especially yeah. I will say, my taste in movies, I'm probably not the best one to judge anything. But if you see if it's like 88 minutes, I'm there. Yeah, I'm like a 90 minutes is yeah. fine yeah, but then I can watch 88 minutes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I'm like third act on I'm going it's the same with everything though isn't it it's like all those superhero movies I don't really keep up with enough of them mm-hmm. wasn't Batman versus Superman like three hours or something yeah, it was, it was, especially the director's cut yeah. gone down long yeah. I must say I haven't the wind uh, flew by but so within 20 minutes you were you were checking your clock yeah really really, really, really unsure and I mean I can see that just because the fact is I do think this film has problems right from the opening sequence. I didn't. I thought that might have been like kind of racist, almost the opening sequence. Oh uh, yeah, I can see what you yeah. mean. But actually. I thought maybe. That, but if we paint them white, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, 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 I see. What you mean. I mean, it, it kind of. It's one of those things where I think this film like looks lovely. I think just like Star Trek special effects really stand up. Mm. Uh, it looks really nice. But straight away, that opening at first. But when you first see them kind of running away and stuff, you're like, oh yeah, this is kind of like coming in at the end of an, a classic episode or something like that. Yeah. But immediately, as soon as they cut to Spock and he's about to sacrifice his life, we've yeah. literally, it's literally like four minutes into the film. It's too know. much. And you're yeah. like, you can't, we haven't got a level of emotional investment, even though it's relying on too much, especially it's been four years since four the last years. film. Mm. Yeah, you need to build it up back up again. And this whole film is like, you're expecting them to be on their mission now, because the end of the last one yes. set up, it's like, right, we're yeah. going to do the beginning of the show now, and this is going to be our five-year mission. But it's like, what are they actually doing? They're just on like a test run or something. They're running about breaking rules, and like, and it's like the beginning of Brave Soul Stark, and that's what they're trying to homage yes or it's that's like what a I thought of, it was like it's, a big opening set piece it's like a Bond pre-titles and stuff. yeah completely yeah, unrelated yeah. to the main yeah. film but I don't but you're just trying to work out it's all happening so fast like, what is the hell going on he's just stolen something sacred to this people for no reason other than just to actually yeah that's it. totally just true because also wasn't it like the whole point was they're just supposed to look at them yeah yeah they're, they're an observation it's all about exploration isn't it they're not meant to be oh, random so why is there anyway, if the whole thing about, is about the, the volcano stopping the volcano it's like why send two guys just go and nick something from the temple. It's like having them distracted isn't gonna like save their lives. If you saw it, a bloody great rock landed on the, the their temple like minutes later. <laughs> you know, so why even put the cats in the option? Yeah, if their mission there is to stop the volcano, then yeah. they don't need to be on land at all, like yeah. getting involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it should have just been a fun scene at the end of the day, and it just kind of to add in this bit of dramatic tension. Could have been five minutes though, not, I mean, yeah, how, how yeah, long exactly. was that? Yeah, it, it does t- take a while, I, certainly. I do like how they're doubling down on the alien element though, because I think a lot of people say about the last one and this one that there's not really enough of like the spacey alien stuff. And this, you've got crazy right. colours, you've got another race, and you've got hmm. going through this forest and that big beast thing that he shoots, so it kind of just goes yeah. crazy well, on I all the weird elements. They're going a little bit kitschy like, in terms of the 60s show, and this is why I, I 
always imagined after seeing the end one, they're going to start the last one with a bit of an homage to the 60s show. They're going to go a bit kitschy with it. And they did to a certain extent. But like, for me, I was thinking Starsky and Hutch, they're going to do like a... Uh, basically, it'll be like... Oh, what? The Starsky and Hutch movie? The Starsky and Hutch movie, yeah. Basically, a really funny kind of like take on the show. Because mm. I, I imagined it to be like... The, the old show had Roman planet. And then Greek planet, and like some just some alien race just like co-opted the Greek <laughs> mythology and just sort of ran around togas, and they reused like set dressing from probably some old historical epic. I thought it was going to start like Gladiator, and it's like you know that would have been cool. Yeah, and it's like you think you're watching like a historical epic, but then it's just people beam into that situation and just go what? Like you know that'd be so <laughs> cool. But there we go. That's my kitschy idea. I think that would have been cool. I would have enjoyed that. Instead, yeah. I was like everybody it's shut up nod. and just yeah. leave. It's a good nod to the show, and then it could have been self-contained and just yeah. Dempsey's doesn't agree. Like you're like, no, no, it's called into darkness. It should be dark. <laughs> no, no, but I, I don't like agree. that whole like super dark thing that they're mm. going on. That's why I didn't like any of those new DC ones. I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. I'm dying to. Oh, okay, yeah, it's it's better than Suicide Squad or Batman vs Superman. That's like a sure. million miles. Suicide yeah, yeah. Squad is fucking. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. the Suicide Squad. I think we're, we're doing yeah. a slight podcast crossover here. Aren't we? <laughs> you host podcasts as well, don't you, Rebecca? Yeah, uh, the drunk Degrassi one. Uh, which... This is about Degrassi High, which is a Canadian. Sort of yeah, we're actually opera. Degrassi, the next generation. Oh, okay. slash sorry. <laughs> actually, you know what? Save the new cast. <laughs> you know what fucking annoyed me as well <laughs> was because the new series of that came out on Friday, right. but I was sat there going like. Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> we delayed you from watching yeah. <laughs> Even more reason to resent like this. Yeah. Into darkness. But this, I was so prepared to like this movie and the whole time yeah. I was like, oh Jesus, just shut up. Well, that's, everybody. Really, I think that's exactly what we wanted to hear, that complete like, mm. somebody who could have seen the last one had that goodwill towards it and then feel like what it is. Because that's the way was. a lot of it went. Because I'm not the average mm. movie though, I love Star Trek movies, so I was coming in with this and comparing to Rafa Khan, but I wanted to see something yes. that was like completely didn't have that baggage. I did know it was a remake. I've never seen Wrath of Khan though, but mm. I knew it was a remake of. Yeah, well, sort of. It's even a, though they did, didn't they do it's it at a the rehash. time? Like, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, they were like, oh, but he's not Khan. It's this so. timeline mm. having its own version of yeah. events in a way, but yeah, we'll get to the whole Khan thing. But it's one of the yeah. first instances of like a completely unnecessary uh, withholding of information, isn't it? Because yeah, that reveal serves nobody except people in the audience going. Oh, come on. Because the people in the film don't know him yet. No. This is before Spock rang up old Spock to say, give us spoilers on Rafa Khan. Wait, was that also like, I forgot if this happened in the first movie, Mm. but there is two timelines. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. old Spock is around. I vaguely remember. Yeah, he can't go back to the other universe, so he's just gone basically to the new Vulcan to repopulate. So he's getting his... uh, Yeah, sowing his royal oats. Yeah. It's funny, that just kind of shows like how long there was between the films because mm. I remember when I first saw this movie in the cinema, when Spock does turn up, the old Spock, in this film, I was like, what? He, he, they're just beaming him in from the parallel universe, like, again, and then i watching them again, I was like, oh no, he's in their universe, obviously, he's just hanging about, kind of thing, but I mean, I think his cameo is completely pointless. Oh yeah. I really died. It, yeah, it, I, I was very like... You know, and he's like, hello, Mr. Spock. And the other one's like, hello, Mr. Spock. And everybody's yeah. like, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah. Once the baton was passed in that first film, that should be it. Yeah. Shouldn't be looking back Do you further. think that was like a goodwill thing where they wanted to be like, you might not have liked the movie, but now do you, do you? Look at him, he's here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I think yeah. it's just, yeah, just look forward. Cool, and... But the thing is, people they're trying to aim at are just going to get pissed off because they yeah. are already fucking with like, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're already annoyed. <laughs> you, know, um... oh, you know what's fucked up? I just realised this. Not only is Leonard Nimoy dead, but your man who plays uh, was it Anton, Anton, Anton Yelmick yeah. also dead there's a lot of dead people in this movie and what's even more fucked up 
is that in this movie, one of the first moments of Anton Yelchin is Captain Kirk turning around to him and demanding that he turn red shirt. Yeah, yeah, and I, I noted well. that down. And it's, it's a like, bit where he says, I was like, oh, inappropriate. It's a bit where he says, put a red shirt on. He kind of goes like, gulp. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, is he scared because he he knows of the kind of canon? It, it's, it's basically reputation. the conversation being this never happened to the other fellow. Moment. It's completely <laughs> red in the fourth war. What the hell? Like, you know, did, what does this even mean? And because yeah. at this point, only one guy has died. Because Kirk even says earlier on when he's referring. Um, when he's chatting to Pike and he says, oh, I've only had like one loss from my crew. Is he referring to the red shirt in the last film who dies during well, the... I don't think it's under his watch though. So no. he's like, that doesn't count. Like, yeah. 100% record. It's like, straight was your fault. Days, my last accident. Yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, they're basically saying <laughs> only one red shirt has died. So Chekhov has no reason to be yeah. scared. Oh, look, look, look at the return of Cupcake from the first movie, Security Guard. The fuck like, is Cupcake? Basically, he's the one that sort of... Oh, you're allowed to, is this a swearing, pro-swearing podcast? Oh, it's pro-swearing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the guy who beats up Kirk in the bar in the first movie and then he's like later on in the, in the film yes. oh, he, yeah. he's the one who captures Kirk when he blooms aboard um, when he gets back on the ship right. the finale and he's sort of like this, it, but he's coming back in this one as just a security guard they take down onto the Klingon place and um, so there's like that's a recurring character but then uh, when they go on that mission and they, you know Compact uh, surrenders to them there's like no you don't see the security guards I don't think I saw them get shot did you call them yeah. Cumpatch? Cumpatch, yeah. <laughs> yeah there'll be lots Cumpatch. of misperalations yeah. of uh, Cute yeah. Cumpatch's name I mean in my notes he's always Benny Cums uh, that's what I wrote him Benny, down for Benny Cums Benny Cums for Benny abbreviation Benny purposes Benny fucking <laughs> in honour of Benedict Q. Cumpatch in fact we are drinking cocktails uh, made by friend of the podcast and future guest Sophie um, which are absolutely delicious I've finished mine pod. already yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Are we getting more of these? More alcohol. Uh, they are gin based, but there is some cucumber as well. This is to pay <laughs> a lot cucumber. of cucumber. homage yeah. to mm. Ben yeah. himself. I'm sure he'd approve. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean about those first 20 minutes because after the excitement of that opening <laughs> section, it then just turns to like slow dialogue free scenes of yeah. Noel Clark moping about oh, and then Kirk. the whole council stuff and well, it goes I on like, for ages. I like the Noel Clark he, stuff. he's doing some it's good stuff I can see how it slows right down I do not remember him in this movie at all <laughs> but he's, he's the far, what, do you remember him being in it or you still can't remember him now <laughs> I can't remember him being in it at all I don't know if this he's was like black guy <laughs> that's I was like cause there I'm aren't many there. in this film yeah. I know because when I was making notes I was like Bobby Saldana's the only I don't know if this is like because I started watching it last night and I got about half an hour right. in before I was like I'm turning this off and I just started watching all the gay scenes from Gypsy on YouTube yeah. <laughs> like compilations I need to cleanse my palate yeah, yeah I was like I'm fucking bored of this well, I need some diversity <laughs> ironically I guess I missed him to look for the diversity yeah, elsewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. this film is so white it casts like the whitest actor in the world a guy who's actually related to King Richard III <laughs> in the role of a man called Khan so um, yeah <laughs> um, but yeah Noel Clark appears and for five minutes it's his movie Basically, because he's the uh, the father who's losing his daughter. She's obviously very ill, and John. Oh, Harrison, I do remember this. Okay, yeah, yeah, John Harrison comes along, um, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, who will later become. Everybody um, is saying Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. um, and he offers him a way out if he'll do something fair. Yeah, and then but here's, my problem with that scene. I was like, "Who's this bitch? I know it's Benedict Cumberbatch, but like, why is he here?" Well, this is the thing because he, he actually turns around. Stage right. Yeah. <laughs> Noel Clark turns around and says, 
who are you to him? And then it just zooms in on Bendik's face for oh, ages that with a really dramatic score, and he doesn't answer. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's so obvious, like, well, obviously he's calm. Yeah, if it was John Harrison, he'd just go, John Harrison, because no one gives a fuck who John Harrison is. <laughs> the only reason he'd stay quiet is if it's a name that we don't, we, we're going to know. We're going to be like, oh my God. The amount of shots of him in that coat just stood there, like, <laughs> with, his, with, his, with his face. You could have taken the movie down by about 20 minutes if it was <laughs> just, just like one shot without the zoom. <laughs> and he was like, I'm calm. I'm calm. I'm calm, baby. I'm calm. I, I did like seeing that St. Paul's is still part of the London skyline in 2022. Oh, wait. Yeah. Calm as a cucumber. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, wait, London exists in this universe? Yeah, I was like, oh, as Br- 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 Britain. Like, it's Britain. Like, Scotland's still in the Union, like I saw. <laughs> the British presence in this movie was weird like I uh, for some reason I thought I don't know if it's because she was British but the whole time Alice Eve was there I was yeah. like she's going to be on his team because mm. yeah. they're both British oh and then, uh, team yeah. cucumber yeah because yeah. I thought right. it was like you know that old tradi- like in the Star Wars movies all of the admirable uh, admir- admirals yeah. or whatever yeah. on mm. anyone part of the Empire is British yeah yeah. <laughs> so I was like maybe it's a throwback to that well and she's doing the same trick of like denying what her identity is yeah so they're that's... both doing it they're, in, they're like they're who are you and she's like I'm Carol well she's like stowaways she, Carol, or, uh, so of course we'll, we'll definitely talk more about Carol later. Ca- I, I know she's really British in real life, but I was like, tone it down, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's maybe just by comparison to the American accents that it stands out more. Like, uh, uh, but what I would say is that the only reason London's in this is because there's so many tax breaks mm. and they just so. Oh really? But did they but, even like, shoot it here? They just didn't yeah. have enough green screen left over. Well, I think you know there's a, there's a tax breaks to be had if you set any of your film in London. Yes, and I so, didn't know that. But this is but this is a chronic thing in films like like London appears far too much in stuff at the moment, and it's because it's so easy to like. Mm. Well, is it like the new Canada? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except you don't see Montreal like in a lot of things. No, that always it always it's always doubling for something else. It's always doubling for New York. But, yeah. yeah, but London Eye, you know, just oh, I can't wait to see that in the back of Mission Possible or whatever. So. I, you're right though I never noticed that I noticed mm. that in movies now and, but I never the knew mummy. the reason yeah, mm. yeah um, it's always yeah. the new mummy yeah I haven't and seen it Independence Day 2 gets trashed doesn't yeah. it yeah four died world yeah. like they're just everything London has fallen yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> um, yeah so Spock's logical brain is getting him in trouble again yes um, this was my note was Spock is boring as fuck <laughs> <laughs> well see I think a, a lot of the kind of humour comes from Spock yeah again the sense of he's kind of you know his relationship with his relationship with Kirk obviously they even have a conversation where they're kind of relating to each other about how they both have problems relating to Spock and everything like that I find that quite funny and quite sweet the way he's kind of you know screwing Kirk over without realising what he's doing really I get it but I don't know why she's with him because I feel like it would be like being with fucking Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory (laughs) but surely a sexier Sheldon in Zachary Quinto, or are you not? Zachary Quinto, normally, yes. Zachary Quinto with, with that. Years. And the eyebrows, because Zachary Quinto's main. Yeah. His oh, main lure is his eyebrows in real life, not those weird, right. like. Oh, is there different eyebrows, is it, as well? Yeah. He's got really. His eyebrows, eyebrows aren't like Angry Bird lines. Like, <laughs> like, a really good pair of eyebrows. Do you not remember Heroes? I do remember Heroes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I probably wasn't studying his face as much as you. Honestly, <laughs> but, like, um, I was into it. Feels like there's like five whole minutes in the first. 
30 of just Kirk and Spock going back and forth yeah. in a dialogue scene for like That's ages. what was frustrating me. Yeah. And I normally like that stuff, but yeah, way too much. It doesn't work as well as the first movie. Exactly, yeah. Because that was leading you know, somewhere. The, you know, it's all just based on like Spock's not understanding of things. It doesn't feel like they've got to that friendship level. It's almost like we did all this stuff for the last one. We should be seeing a lot more of a blossoming friendship to pay off the fact that you have this massive... You're, we're meant to be weeping the fact that Kirk dies and has this big emotional moment. <laughs> and I just feel like you haven't earned that because the only scenes they share together are bickering for this film. There's not been any kind yeah. of friendship yeah. scenes at all. It's all been there all on the... Because in the first one, they get off on the wrong foot, but they get together really <laughs> well, they, strongly, don't they? So. Well, it's that thing of they want to get to everything faster, don't yeah. they? It's like the problem with the DC films as well is, is they want to get to everything faster. Like, it still feels... When Sulu gets to Captain the Ship, mm. it's cool because we know having more the older films that Sulu does eventually become a captain which is obviously that's meant to be a callback to um, but at the same time I still watch it go oh, fuck, well, why don't everyone be captain like yeah it still seems like a bunch of school kids kind of playing around yeah, yeah. and the keys like, to the, the Enterprise car like you know and just running around the, the block a few times and they, none yeah. of them feel like he uh, gets grounded but, like, well also Kirk grounding lasts five minutes you know he's kind of out completely and then he comes back in the next scene he's got in the bar he goes oh, yeah you're going to number one so you're basically pretty much right back where you, you know mm. on the bridge nothing really bad happened um and it's only only again to pure circumstance that you know Captain gets blown away. He's instantly promoted back to Captain. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all these promotions. It's almost totally like this, was, you know you could pull a Don Travis like oh I could do is shoot somebody in Fifth Avenue to like lose the Enterprise. <laughs> oh, so you're saying he's the Trump of Star Trek. <laughs> yes. You can do whatever he wants. He can. And he just gets like back to the captain's seat. White male privilege, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's not a Vulcan, so yeah, it doesn't yeah, feel well, the repercussions. Well, not just like, half you. Well, we talked last time that like, Spock is clearly the better candidate. He's more qualified. Has, be, has actually been trained mm. and. You know, hasn't basically uh, screwed over the rules. Like, Anne was pretty much first officer, and you know, Kirk's like, come up from here. It's just like, hey, fun boy, you had a famous dad. Yeah. Get in well, there. I yeah. think, weren't they trying to make some sort of racial parallels with, mm. like, wasn't Benny Cum's, like, big motivation was he wanted to kill all the Vulcans? Um, or in the last movie. No, in this one, wasn't yeah. he like, I mm. want to exterminate oh, He Vulcans. wants to kill everybody who's not as perfect as they are. But, but I feel like he said something specific to Spock that made yeah. it seem like he was targeting Vulcans. Don't worry, his motivations are definitely very fucking muddled. Yeah, this is like, I, didn't, I did not know where he was coming from. He seems That's one to of go the things from they were bad guy to good guy to misunderstood guy to bad guy again, mm. like all the way through the film. I, I, but I, you know, that's for me was the most the middle section is the most thrilling bit for me when they have to chin up him up with him and the fact that he's like really you know they you know how dangerous he is and you're having to kind of he's going to turn on you any moment I thought that was oh that bit was actually good bit. yeah when they the, everything from the space jump like you know through to the bit on the bridge and yeah, he breaks yeah. a leg and then you know it's the, the game oh yeah I liked it when that he broke a leg that is the strongest leg. section in the film and I think Abram doesn't I, you know <laughs> who's like Alice Eves, oh. like, he's, he's just, he, I, I, I just find it really funny for some reason. Oh yeah, because really like, I heard, I, this is, I was like making it. a note, yeah. and I heard a crack, and her go, ah, she's got a weird scream in this movie. <laughs> oh, the weirdest scream of all time, when her dad's head gets crushed in, and she goes, yeah. ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, sideways yeah. scream, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh. I know why I didn't trust her in this movie is because I realised halfway through that I recognised her from that Black Mirror episode, Nosedive. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's the bitchy friend yeah. of uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How could you be so nasty we to Bryce Dallas Howard? We don't know her from Entourage and we don't trust anybody from that show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know she was on that. Yeah, she's oh, the last scene. She was with Eddie's girlfriend, isn't it? Um, oh, is it? Alice is it her that he gets he's married to? Yeah, like it's just. And then, it, then by the film, it's what? They don't, they're oh, not together yeah, anymore. No, what? He, yeah. She's a. Who cares about Pussy Patrol acting. But yeah, the thing that kind of kicks this all off in terms of making it a revenge mission is, of course, the death of poor old Captain Pike. Oh yeah, um, I wrote down, I don't know who that guy is who died. Uh, well, Kirk's surrogate father figure, uh, or was it who... This was my problem, because everybody kept calling him son, and I was like, well, which one is his dad? <laughs> oh yeah, because Peter Weller calls yeah. him son. Yeah, the whole movie. That sounds like, like hey, you son! <laughs> yeah. I was like, which one is his dad? And it was like, he's Alice Eve's dad? Not what the fuck? Well, no he's one's his dad. dad. Yeah. Like, yeah, his dad died, right? The Mighty Four is his dad, and he died in the first one. one. Um, so, he's dead, um, uh, Pine looks very red faced and upset about this. Yeah, what is that? Oh, uh, puffy face. Like, yeah, he, he really is puffy in this movie. Right out, doesn't he, no, that. but he's puffy in this movie compared to like the screenshots I've seen him in, of him in Wonder Woman. Hmm. Oh, what, do you different. think so? Yeah. I thought he was puffing his face up for a motion dramatic debate for this. I don't know if oh, he's really? just really going for the full Shatner porn space. A little bit ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> another 10 years. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wow, I didn't oh, know that. Yeah, no, Commitment. Get the girdle in there straight away. Um, so, there's a bit of jealous rivalry between uh, Carol and Spock, which I found quite funny, um, in there, where she's kind of coming on board, and he's saying, your credentials are impressive, but redundant. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I find out, because I've got to say, I, I know we've been sagging Spock off a little bit, but yeah, no, I, I genuinely find, watch it again, like, in terms of humour, and I must say, like, in general, mm. the humour in this isn't as strong no. as Star Trek. I did find a lot of the Spock stuff funny. Yeah, yeah. and Bones is a total quip machine in this. Yeah. That's yeah, mostly yeah, what yeah, he does yeah. in this. I, I didn't call like... that he was called Bones until halfway <laughs> through. And I was like, like Emily okay? Deschanel. <laughs> well, it's all he does, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah especially do. Like, uh, he's, yeah, he's, this whole thing, every other line is, I'm a doctor, not a something, something, yeah, damn, it. damn it. Yeah, I mean, they still... I do like when he calls him up on that, just, that's for the metaphors, that's an order. Like, I do think he has to obey that, that's like... Well, he has, that, he has that really stupid one where he says, uh, <laughs> when he says something about, oh, it'd be like robbing a bank with a flat tyre, uh, which, well, which doesn't make much sense oh, no, when no, there's you... hover cars everywhere. So. <laughs> yeah, oh. Oh. there are no tyres. No tyres, you lose that. Plot holes Apart everywhere. Apart from the ancient yeah. antique cars. I mean, they still don't really have the trio downright of Kirk, Spock and Bones, do they? Like, well, they never the, in a scene together. Really. Well, the only scene I kind of felt Just like that was strengthened was actually in that opening scene where Spock is about to sacrifice his life and Kirk and Bones are together mm. kind of, you know, pleading with him not to and that felt more like, oh, they are all connected now but then they throw that away because yeah. they're not really... It's very, yeah, it's yeah. like blinking you miss it moments when in fact they should have won the core of this. Yes. yes. I didn't get from this movie at all that they were supposed to be... There may yeah, be a real defense. like. I, yeah, I did not see trio, that at all. But no, you don't really. It's much more about the Kirk Spock bromance in these movies, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, um, there's a moment just before all this as well, which uh, has this film committing the sin of the zoom enhance uh, cliche of him going into that photo and zooming in and oh. Oh. to like the most stupid degree of it. Oh yes! Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go anywhere I bloody want. But it's the future though, they can kind of do that. Yeah. It's, not like, it's not like CSI with like zoom enhance, zoom enhance. enhance. <laughs> her teeth, I've solved the crime. Yeah. Something on the back I can see in the mirror. But what I wanted to talk about with the death of Pike is something I found interesting in this film being that it kind of it's not a direct remake, but it is definitely kind of based on Roth of Khan, is that they kind of give 
Kirk a reason to hate Khan through the death of Pi. Yeah. Um, but really, Khan has no reason whatsoever to have a personal hatred of Kirk. It just apart from he just doesn't like people who aren't like him and he doesn't like Starfleet. Yeah. But no, no real personal uh, bias against Kirk himself. So you haven't really got that proper rivalry between them. Yeah. Um, especially even when once he kind of finds out his whole deal, Kirk feels a bit of sympathy towards him as well. So you never really feel that thing with Rothel Khan. It's a, it's a nemesis story of they hate each other so much. Yeah. Um, that's not in this movie. And it's, and it's, it's <clears throat> compelling to have the villain yes. like want to, he does that whole have an Abraham thing of just he will not listen to anybody. Mm. Any advice he is so intent on taking down Admiral Kirk and like getting his revenge. Because this is so one-sided. Uh, it's very odd to see them team up together when you know mm. kind of what they're other iterations yeah, of the same definitely. characters have gone through and this is why I, but I also find this compelling in this film I, I stand up for this and just say I really like that whole the, the you know that space jump bit and the way it's set up to have these characters where Kirk is is a smart guy but he's faced with a guy who's actually conditioned to be more smart well, than he is human. superhuman and can you know crush him if he wanted to and he's yeah, the head witch <laughs> yeah. yeah and um, you know so it would have been great to have that kind of character, but not be Khan. Like it just, it, we were saying, like it could be just better if it was a new character that had those attributes, mm. and you could do something fresh with that. Because it, it's so far away from the original version of this character, yeah. it literally yeah. is just fan service to do it again. But well, there's so much fucking misguided fan service in this film, isn't there? There's loads of things where they're clearly in their heads think they're doing something. All oh, the fans are going to love this, yeah. and it. Fails so hard. This is also the last, you know, golden age of misogyny, isn't it? Where you have uh, Alice Eve and her. I told you not to turn around. <laughs> there's, there's no reason whatsoever. You could have cut that out, yeah. and you could have cut out every slow zoom of Benedict Cumberbatch's face, <laughs> yeah. and you could have found an extra ten minutes to do some character development for yeah. his motivation. I always yeah. thought yeah. the one reason that Alice Eve shot was trailer. Um, excuse me. Yeah, well, you're gonna get a bit of this. Exactly. Yeah. Don't even fuck. <laughs> There's no, there's literally nothing. It's that thing of going, it's even like in my head, I was watching it, I was trying to remember because it's been a while since I've seen it. I knew it annoyed me the first time, Mm. but I was like, right, I'm trying to look for a a convincing plot reason (laughs) for this to be. And even if she was saying, because they get on that ship, Mm. and even if it was a case of they were just going, right, well, we're going to take off this ship now without anyone knowing she was changing into a different kind of spacesuit, it'd be like, okay, fair enough. But that's not what happens because it cuts afterwards Mm. and Kirk's back on the bridge and Bones is with her. So I'm like, right, no, there was a break here where Kirk went, well, I'm going to go to the bridge and go get Bones (laughs) and he'll come down here. So while I'm gone, you change. No, don't change while I'm here because, like, you know, it's like... And to be fair to Kirk... Mm. He doesn't even actually come across like a massive pervert in that scene. Because she's a pervert. She's yeah. an exhibitionist. <laughs> she's, a fucking stow- she's a fucking stowaway. She doesn't tell him why he's asking her to turn around. She could be about clump him over the edge. Of course he's going to turn around yeah, yeah. again. What are you doing? Like, yeah. she's like, no, she's a flasher. She's like, guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that show you your dick. She's like, don't turn around. I, I, You're not going to like it. It's porn star logic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's that it's difference, isn't it, where Kirk's a pervy guy, but this is the film, the filmmaker's being pervy, not Kirk. Yeah. yeah. But oh, he's weird. like had loads of 
pervy I, moments I, before. I think Alice Eve just needs to get like better camera patches, trench coat, and just go flashing people around the enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, we, we really took on a lot when we hired Carol. Yeah, she yeah, is yeah. weird. It's really standing out for somebody who's trying to keep a low profile. <laughs> yeah. Of course, this was a big controversy at the time. Uh, I feel we've got to address it in the sense of when a kind of. And it looks like per Una's 2013 range as well. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> That's so specific. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, I think you're exactly right in the sense that this feels like the it last. Not a space, not a space, space bra. bra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just got this on sale at M&S. Don't turn around. Yeah. <laughs> Still got the tag. Like, yeah. You can go into any M&S and see a mannequin now, and you'd be like Alice Eve. Ah. <laughs> I think you're exactly right. This is kind of the last time where the big Hollywood studio movies felt they could get away with something this fucking blatant. Because mm. uh, JJ really got poured over the hot coals for this. He, he did like, apologise for it, didn't he? Yeah, he like, apologised, but. A bit half hardly he went on Conan and he went on there and he started kind of talking about it. And, and then did Conan and, pretend well, he had like a boner on no, the Conan, or something? Conan immediately went, Well, there's nothing wrong with it. Conan's I mean, not the just, one There's to... just absolutely nothing wrong with it. I don't see the big problem. He's, he's trying to apologise. It's like, Tom, what? Don't apologise. Conan's the worst, though. He's the one that does all those interviews where he's like, Do a handstand on me. Oh, no, my erection. Like, that's... <laughs> oh, my God. I've not seen this. Uh, I think it was Nina Dobrev, the woman from the Vampire Diaries, and Degrassi. Um, <laughs> Degrassi, shout out. Yeah, she was like, She's like, oh, I'm really good at yoga. And then. He was use, he was like being her wall to do a handstand, and the whole time he was holding her legs, going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, JJ's excuse for all this was that number one, there's a scene early on where Kirk has his top off. Not the same. However, not the same because he's in the dark and he's just randomly getting up. He's not standing there going, "Look at my body." Oh, and, and it's a different also, kind of shot as well. She's yes, like from, she's like full body, like. Um, and also that he said, "Oh yeah, well the thing." is we did actually shoot the scene with Benedict Cucumber Patch where he oh, in was the in the shower it? Yeah. and it was really gratuitous and here it is we're going to show it now but we decided to cut that out I'm like well that's not the fucking same is it they cut the other one out and, as well. yeah. and they shot it on purpose for this Cronin thing it was not a deleted scene like it's really minimizizing the whole oh, and it's like, I'll turn it into a joke it's like, we did have this done after the fact like, yeah. I didn't. I didn't yeah. realise that at all. Like, yeah, oh it my like, god! Oh, Thinking about, it, I'm not sure where. Also, Sharon Stone is fit. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, he's part of that like whole minimising of it. You yeah, know, just like he's. Uh, there's a word you need to see. Sort of. <laughs> complicit. Complicit. So that's tangentially related to that. Is this also the movie where they were like Sulu's gay? No, that's, that's the, next the next one. one. Wait, there's one more. There's another one after this. Yeah, Star Trek Beyond. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's the next film, and that is the one where there is the uh, Sulu gay stuff. Um, but also just enough which not is to piss off China like, extre- oh, well, extremely like, subtle yeah, it's no, no kissing it's just a bit of no. holding hands well, that's no, like Beauty and the Beast when that came out they were mm. like one character's gay who could it be and then mm. you're like I still don't know yeah isn't everybody in this is <laughs> that is a real thing at the moment because we saw Power Rangers yeah recently. I was just going to mention yeah. Power Rangers and there's uh, meant to be a lesbian character in that but I literally the end of the film which one was the fuck 
Becky G. Becky G. Becky G. Becky G. She just turns around at one point. I think there's just a couple references where she's like, I don't think boys out my thing or something. Yeah, like nothing outward. No, because I remember what it was. I saw that movie and they were like, oh, what's wrong at home? And someone goes like, boyfriend troubles, and she goes, no, and they go, girl troubles, and she goes, and like, like, that's like it. Read into that. Read into that. Yeah. So it's like. Everybody was like, oh, she's... I can't wait to see Power Rangers. Maybe she'll yeah. make out with the Pink Ranger. And then you watch the whole movie and you're like, wait, did I miss it? <laughs> what a deep and She should have just had a storming out of a kitchen meal, uh, of a family meal, being like, I'm gay, mom, okay? Yeah, <laughs> maybe in the next one, maybe. Oh, we can only hope. Yeah. But yeah, that has become a bit of a thing. Right? They're like, we'll yeah. throw you a bone. <laughs> But it's the tiniest yeah. bone. A morsel of bone. Yeah, because yeah, it's that weird thing of China won't let you make a movie over there or distribute a movie over there if you have ghosts or gay people. <laughs> just Same as bad. Both as yeah. terrifying yeah. as each other. A gay ghost would just be oh, too much. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm throwing out my gay ghosts. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy talk. It's, it's called gay ghosts. Gay ghosts. So. We have the Klingons turn oh, at last. finally. Yeah. This uh, I must have like not been paying attention at all. <laughs> oh, I right. don't remember. Well, this. they weren't in Star Trek the 2009. Just mentioned the first Star Trek movie they did not appear in in some way, shape, or form. Huh. So we missed them terribly, of course. Uh, now they're back. The room was but, clamoring for the Klingons. But Ahura <laughs> to take on and actually speak some Klingon. And I actually thought I forgot all about that scene as well since I last saw it. And I actually thought it was quite a cool. Scene. Yeah, they look really cool as well. She needed more. And- to do yeah she stabs a guy in the leg but it's not she enough to, to, yeah. to, to, to disarm him as well I mean it was it needed somebody else to fuck it up because I think at the moment it just shows that her plan didn't work I think her plan needed to work but somebody else like one of the security guards just needed to lose their nerve and then, yeah. then the, all the shooting starts and she's got to improvise and then be hot she could, she, you but know what's like, weird she's going to be hours. strangled like you know so yeah. it's kind of like it just kind of took the edge off her big moment which is annoying well you know what's weird it's like Alice Eve why is she there mm. yeah give all of her stuff to to Zoe Saldana but, yeah yeah, yeah you're exactly right it, save it, time and be apart from the bit where she gets a hit off mode like uh, although of course she did that in the first film while Kirk was perving under the bed. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Like, if you have to have, like, a gratuitous scene, should you, you don't know, I don't know. Give it to your main cast I'm going into, I was, like, writing fan fiction in my head there. Was, she was like, why won't you fuck me, Tim? <laughs> but, but you are right in the sense of, it is cool when she stabs the guy in there, but it would have been amazing if she got to have a proper you know, fight or something with the Klingons, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some real action beats because she doesn't get a huge amount to do with Does she film, shoot a few of them in that I was miss- I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of her as an actress because oh, no. she's a trash person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I prefer if the character actually had something to do. It's a woman of colour in a sci-fi movie yeah. that's not covered in green and paint. She, and I think, you know, she, I think I've read the trivia page for this, even on something where I've been just saying, you know, so actress Zoe Zidane really lobbied for her to kick ass in this one. <laughs> End of trivia. <laughs> she tried. She tried. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Four more questions yeah. Yeah, at least you tried. Get off the bridge. (laughs) But, um, I mean, she does turn up at the end, doesn't she, to shoot a cucumber patch for a bit, but it doesn't obviously really work. Spock's the one that finishes that off. Spock goes Actually, I did like that scene, the fight on that. Oh, yeah? I was going to say truck, but it's it's (laughs) a space thing. Yes, that serves no purpose. We get very angry Spock again. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Spock has been angrier in these movies than he ever has been in the originals, <laughs> like all of them combined. Right. Um, you know, he's definitely got a lot more emotion. Yeah, it's weird to see him like basically <gasps> it's like yeah, smacking someone like to death. She has to, she's like, stop it, we stop need him alive. Him alive. That we bit. can save Kirk. She just comes across so pathetic because she beams down and at first in your head you're like, right, because she's, she's going to finish the job. Yeah, because she's worried about Spock getting battered and she comes down and starts shooting him and that doesn't really work. Well, four of those shots, one took him down on the bridge of uh, the Dreadnought class ship. Yeah, that's true. And then that's it takes true. four, he's still standing and no, I thought he was faking. Yeah, oh, he was faking the entire time. Yeah, yeah, because like uh, they did a zoom on his face, and you can see. Like, oh, well, no, it's I not know, quite he was a just wink, but you can kind of see him going. No, no, because the first <laughs> shot of his face, he is keeping his eyes closed. It's and then he opens his eyes. Yeah, but I, I yeah. thought he was faking yeah, the whole, I think time. whole time. Oh, he, he's okay. too smart for all that. He knew what was going to happen. I, think. I don't know, but um, I mean, they were both like really loudly in that weird like dark corridor thing they were like you stun him <laughs> yeah. when we have a chance yeah. yeah I mean it does seem like she was just being down basically so to make it so a Spock, bit of a distraction you, well yeah. no not even distraction I felt she'd been being down to make Spock go oh, my girlfriend like yeah and actually He's like, I don't care him to bow oh. him. but of course when he snaps his arm yeah she goes ah it's just like you're a Starfleet officer why are you saying because it's not the fact that you're worried about him being killed because he's just snapping his arm that's not a bloody killer it's like why is she reacting in that way it's like oh my all god the women, violence all the women in this movie scream whenever they see violence <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true and yeah it's basically just like I don't know what she's worried about because at the end Didn't of the day you know he's is she worried that he's gonna he's gonna like throw him off and they're gonna lose the body all, all they do is to when nick his blood like, isn't yeah. a big plot hole here that all the frozen bodies have the same blood yeah. oh so my just, god just take a good point they don't need cards unless in the microwave ding but unless so I think well they chuck some guy out to put Kirk in one I think it's thing I think he's like I think he's dead followers I think I, I, okay, I so only think, he has the special. Yeah, I think that's the thing. He's branched, you know, this back to it, he's rallied those people to his cause, and because he's, he's, he's superhuman, like he's kind of. But he must have. But I thought his whole point was he hates anyone who's not perfect, like, yeah, like him, him yeah. and his crew. Unless you love me and worship me. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I didn't understand if they were trying to make some sort of. You know when they're like, yeah, sure, everybody in the cast is white, but we're making racial parallels. Like X Men is supposed to be yeah. about coming out to your family. Well, in the originals, I mean, uh, Ricardo Montalban. I mean, I'm not quite sure of his Mexican set. Right, okay. So, I mean, in the first ever appearance of him, which is an episode of the TV series called Space Seed. Um, uh, they do actually kind of make references to the fact that you know they're not just white kind of thing, don't they? In that, well, yeah, I mean, Sulu's um, Asian as well, but whereas, yeah, but whereas in this, obviously, Cumberbatch is, so it hasn't got that part of it. Yeah, but I'd say that they're still trying to make it like it is something. Well, to Benicio del Toro was meant to be the original actor for this, but he's oh really for who for oh, Khan? Khan? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that I mean, yeah. that kind of would have. Made a lot more sense. It made much more sense. It, clearly, they were going for like uh, ethnic casting, but just uh, the, the, when it when it fell through, I think they got desperate and go. Benedict's the man at the moment. He's going to be good for this. Oh, part. all those. Uh, what do they call themselves? Cumber bitches. Yeah, 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 gonna yeah. Come and leave a wet patch on the seat <laughs> in a fucking cinema. It, it definitely just feels like th this is whole reacting to what's hot at the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 
like you say, the whole calm thing to me is just completely mishandled yeah. and blown. Well, they do like, do it again with Blofeld and Spectre, the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, very similar. Oh, is that um, what? Is, is like, I haven't yeah. seen Spectre. It's him, but he's like, like I'm somebody, some, what, does he have a name? Blofeld. No, I mean, but his no, but is it like a twist oh, that he was Blofeld? Yeah, he does. Like, he does the classic, like, I am actually Blofeld. Because what is it, like, an hour into this movie, they're like, well, John Harrison didn't exist until a year ago. Who are you really? And then it's like another zoom yeah. for a good a minute oh, at least fame. and then he's like I'm calm I, I don't know why I'm like making him so camp I'm calm <laughs> this is what he was like really this is what like I this is how I would have played it he's so like bitter school in this he's like pronouncing oh, every line oh, like, he's just so do it all camera I've been to Rod like, <laughs> it's the thing of like this, this is only for the audience Kirk yeah. and Spock just like who? Who are you, mate? Well, they literally what, have to bring up Spock to go, what's <laughs> yeah, the deal with exactly. this guy? Like, yeah, bring up old Spock, the Barry Allen universe. Go, yeah, we've got this bloke called Carney. It seems to be some kind of big deal, mate. What's when going he on? announced yeah. his name, he, he, did, he left a massive pause. Yeah. And he was yeah. just like... He really, made, he really projected, <laughs> put lots of timber into it. Like, yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of that. sounds nothing like the Khan I knew, like, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, but the... Um, he's doing that. He's sort of playing, like, the Sherlock Holmes... Sherlock Holmes calm. Just like if that guy wasn't a dweeb or whatever. I don't know. I don't really like the Sherlock Holmes series with him in it. Oh, do you not? I mean, again, it's like a TV show that's an hour and a half each episode. Oh, right. You like TV shows should be 20 minutes and no longer. No, I'll watch all the Netflix shows and shit, but those things aren't 90 minutes. That is true. I will watch three of them in a row (laughs) happily, but if one episode is 90 minutes, I'm like, I'm out. Got the choice to stop. Oh, yeah, that's four and a half hours. You need that six second countdown. I do. You need to room to breathe. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. True, true. I will be, um, I will... This isn't a handmaid's tale, this is <laughs> I don't know what this is. I will be posting this photo on the Twitter at some point, but I've got classic cucumber face oh in the middle God. of him when he's saying, I'll destroy you and your entire crew <laughs> <laughs> And it's too good to pass he up. Like he's crooning, doesn't he? Oh, like, uh... I do like his delivery of the I will walk over your cold corpses. Your cold uh, corpses. Yes, that's yeah, just yeah. kind of like you know, it's good enough to kind of Which is it from the original? No. No it's for this. It, that's completely original it's yes. not for another film no there's a lot of lines in the same vicinity as yeah hit my memory brain thinking I was like oh is that an original line that Khan said back in the day like no no okay of course the true pillar of the piece is Peter Weller Robocop <laughs> Yeah. Um, who I always like he's got a very cool voice good so firm. it's a big twist that he's Alice Eve's dad right uh, yeah. It's not really a twist because she says quite early on to Spock, "You're like the Admiral's daughter." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but he holds on. But Spock holds on to that for like twenty minutes of the film, and then tells <laughs> her, "Like, but what are you going to tell me? When it became necessary, which it just did, <laughs> according to the script." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a big yeah. twist that he's well. It's meant to be it's a big twist that he's conspiracy. Bad, yeah, obviously. I do, Starfleet again, conspiracy. Does, again, if it's set up and pay off, I'm happy with that bit because I say the strongest bit is the whole toing and throwing around the middle of the film where mm. they have her as a bargaining chip for about five seconds but it just said yeah. that, that, that like classic add an extra element I like that they were like she's like you can't blow it up if I'm on here and he's like bitch I can and then <laughs> boom she goes yeah. away it was very she similar. just runs out the room yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't she's talking she's talking the get go guest yeah. <laughs> very similar plan just to the sixth sense yeah. um, to the undiscovered trip. country yeah. sorry Into very similar plan to the undiscovered country in this with Peter Weller his, oh, yeah, his yeah, plan yeah. Like, really reminded war, me of like, yeah. that once so uh, with the Klingons it's going to happen sooner or later so might as well get them now uh, yeah exactly technology. he seemed to have a real uh, Theresa May complex as well when Kirk <laughs> was confronting him because he was saying 
<laughs> like you turn around to him and go, who's going to lead? You? Basically, like, if I'm not leader, we're all finished. Yeah, like, yeah. I was just like, what is Kirk meant to be Jeremy Corbyn? Stable star leader. You? Reckless. Like uh, piloting the USS Vengeance. Yeah. Like uh, very uh, literal. I, I do... Um, I, I like think, that I parallel. Think, <laughs> yeah, the thing I did like about the film was um, Kirk's sort of he learning his lesson a bit, you know, where he has gotten in a situation where they're all going to die, and he says, you know, I, I'll give him up to spare the crew, mm. and does that bit, and then when he when he says, oh, I'm going to blow you up anyway. Thanks for the speech, by the way. Uh, I thought it was a good moment. But he turns, to yeah, the crew oh yeah, and just goes, I, I, I fucking tried. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that look. Just, just like Zoe Saldana just... tried to make her character more yeah, relevant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> failed completely. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did like that bit. Um, and uh, you could kind of like punch the ammo with Scotty coming back. And I think. Um, oh wait, no! I'm still thinking about the way that sh- that Alice Eve like phased out, and then like her shadow went. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but also, the doors opened. Like, yeah. you know, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so stupid. <laughs> and there's sunlight. You still you can't run away from me. Down those Rumor corners. has it, if you say Alice Eve in the mirrors of the Enterprise three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say, talk about punch the air moments. So you say about Scotty come back. Mm. What I actually found more punch the air and really oddly emotional was when Chekhov appeared and saved Kirk and Scott. Ah! 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 I've got you, Captain Chekhov. Don't let go. And there's a bit of uh, Michael Giannosha score there and everything, and something about it. I think My, because, Michael Scott. Because of <laughs> Michael Scott. Because of the passing of Anton Yelchin, I think really got to Well, they can't come anymore, can they? It's it's a, yeah, it's a, he's just like, oh, he's there to save me. Just so like, is, is he not in the third one? He, he is in the third one. One of his last, 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 last films. Oh, shit. Film, yeah, yeah, it was finished like, before uh, he was done uh, yeah. Done by the car. This is my first time re-watching this. Done by the car. They did him all in. Yeah, Scotty turning up to save him was great, although they did have... Kirk just phoning from space to a club, which I don't yeah. know how far this technology goes, but that's a long distance call. I right? like yeah, how yeah. all sci-fi clubs in like any movie kind of look the same. Like it looks like yeah. the club from Attack of the Clones, where that guy's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. "Do you want some death sticks?" Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks the same as that. It doesn't look very exciting, does it? It does. No. Gentrification is creeping, and by the twenty-fourth century, it'll all be shit. Like uh, <laughs> pod racing on ESPN and sports bars of the future. It's a sports bar. It definitely yeah. is. Yeah. Still don't. Like Scotty's little mate. Scotty's little mate. Still no. feature. Oh, is this the one where he like he'll be like, stop looking at me like that? Okay, I'll do it. Like, yeah, it's like they committed to him in the first one. It's like, oh, we have to. I just like that either. It's such a fucking joke. I just he is a massive it, joke. Like, though. He's, he's not meant to. I mean, Scotty is always humorous. Scotty is the not, one who walked into like a yeah, bean yeah, I know, I know. But he's got a little bit more gravitas in the original movies. Like here, it's just well, he doesn't like, save oh, the day yeah. as much as Peg Scotty. So yeah. a couple times. Well, scores on the doors. I think. Yeah, score out of ten. You can have that more points. Oh, okay. So oh, like God. 0.1, 0. 0.2, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like two? You gonna say two? Like I Justify set, your scoring. Set pieces I liked for the most part. I mean my problem is every time I looked down to take a note, suddenly they were on a different planet, a different ship. Mm. I took, something. Yeah, I took two notes during the actual watching. Yeah. It's too too much. It's yeah. too frenetic, but also <laughs> it's fucking long. Um too many boring people. Benedict Cumberbatch is phoning it in almost, I think. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, Paul. Uh, I, I actually got too harsh. Do you think? Uh, I, 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 
enjoyed this one for the most part, actually. I know I could pick it apart and that kind of thing, but actually watching it, I was engaged, and I, I, I find it quite thrilling throughout the, the midsection of this film. It's only the last section that really pisses me off, like, to such a degree when they actually are using the exact same lines from Rafa Khan. The flip around the curve spot thing mm. is such... How does the uh, Khan scream compare to the original? Oh, no. oh rubbish. rubbish. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, compare pointless. at all. Yeah, there's a... a ridiculous switcheroo between Kirk and Spock of yeah. who dies and of course he doesn't die anyway mm. it's the most like ridiculous we know he's not going to obvious die. resurrection is obvious yeah yeah, uh, yeah that's it and like you know it's completely it's, it's even kind of like leveled back to the way things curve back alive they end you know in the same film within five minutes yeah, it's so telegraphed yeah. there's no kind of like genuinely investment in that Furthermore, I think uh, the crashing of the spaceship into the city is very distasteful. It's like borrowing my urban imagery. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's just, and there's thousands of people getting killed. Death and I just find it just really sickening. Like, I just find it just too much. It's like, you just have it crash into the bay. Like, destroy a bit of it. And then, you know, that's okay. But it's just so over the top, just yeah. levelling skyscrapers. <laughs> um, I find it really off, that bit. I uh, did really like the ship falling out of space, though. That was mm. good. It could have been all Inception for a minute, didn't it? So I'm going to say seven, because... Wait, oh, yeah. I thought you said out of five. No, out of, out of ten. Oh, no, I'll take it to, like, a four, then. Yeah. Four mm. out of ten. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, this film's definitely less than the sum of its parts, but a lot of its parts I really do like. Like, the warp chase was really cool. Although even in that, there's, like, hundreds of people dying and being flung out the side of the ship. <laughs> there was and, a lot. Uh, oh, how big is the Enterprise? Because mm. I thought it was It got just... shot a lot. What? <laughs> <laughs> to I still thought, be okay. But I thought it was, like, every time they kept going down and down on these levels, I was like, I thought it was just that one little room. <laughs> there's, there's never enough chasms in the Enterprise. It's like, yeah, there's only 24 decks, but there seems to be a lot of chasms. There's there so many chasms. Yeah, too many chasms. Uh, not a good use of floor space, is there? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I generally thought the crew were really well served, um, compared to some of the other films anyway. So you've got like Spock saving the volcano, Uhura doing the thing with the Klingons, Bones risking his life with a torpedo, Scotty saving the whole ship, and Chekhov helping during the crash. So everyone has a moment at least. Mm. Um, but what about Alice Eve? Carol? And Alice Eve just yeah, runs around and disappears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because the last we see of her is like just being dragged off to the med bay. Oh right? no, she comes back at the parade. She's on the oh yeah, and that she's was on it. the she's ship on when the they're ship. doing their last. Like, so I, I guess yeah. they just jettison off her off before beyond them. She's she ain't not there again. A place in the parade. Um, so I'm going to give it seven point six, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, for me. It's one of those difficult ones where I actually think the film, in, in many cosmetic ways, is still really well made. Um, oh, it doesn't great, look dated. Yeah, great yeah, score, cool. looks gorgeous, great performances, everything like that. Um, so there is an enjoyability to the film, watching it, definitely. However, I think there are some huge issues and problems with the film. The Alice Eve bullshit <laughs> is just unforgivable. And the shoehorning in of Khan, rather than an original villain, which would have been much more interesting, and it could have been an original villain, because he's nothing like the original Khan. Um, it doesn't make any sense. His motivations are all over the place. The switcheroo between Kirk and Spock to make it Kirk dying, it says Spock, and then he's resurrected five minutes later, and it's so signposted. It's well, you can tell that from the moment they're like, mess what is it they're trying to like bring back to life? Like some raccoon yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. They talk about that. They're like these little 
foil balls from the original series. I thought it was a hat for like the longest yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Davy Crockett's come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, that completely fails. There's no tension there at all. Like uh, Zachary Quinto and Chris Pine are performing the hell out of it. But, you know, it fails. Um, and, yeah, the fact that they only get the actual five-year mission of the show at the very end of this fucking film, two films in, is just, look, what the hell have you been doing for the last movie? And I kind of think Chris Pine really fucks up the Captain's Log speech as well. I think it's a really odd performance of it. I'm going <laughs> to go with 6.8. Mm. I gave it the lowest rating. You did give it the lowest rating, yeah, which I think is unsound. I think you justified that well. Yeah, that's it. But we did. We are bringing this episode to impromptu close as Rebecca and I need to leap on a bus. Yeah. So, Rebecca, is there anywhere we should look you up? Like, you've got your own podcast, what's it called? Uh, Drunk Degrassi. Uh, We've got an interview with the showrunner coming soon. Degrassi fans, look it up on iTunes and check it out. (laughs) If there's any Venn diagram between Star Trek movies and Degrassi, (laughs) this is the niche. This is the the moment to find it. Okay, well, we will see you. Oh, you didn't get to sign off. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time to talk about Star Trek Beyond. If you enjoyed this episode of Spotlight and wish to support us, you can rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at SpotlightPod. You can also get in touch and drop us a message directly by emailing spotlightpod at gmail.com.